Hey guys, it's Sammy and Robbie back again to tell you about another upcoming con. And we're super excited about this one. Mm-hmm. It's another Indiana one. This one is Pop Con, Indie Pop Con to be exact. And it's going to be in Indianapolis, again at the Convention Center. Indiana Convention Center. Right in downtown Indianapolis. And Robbie will be there April 26th through the 28th. Yes. We were just at the Indiana Comic-Con, so if you missed us, Mm -hmm. you get a chance to meet us again Mm -hmm. at PopCon. Yes. Well, at least Robbie. At least me. Ashley will be there. Oh, yeah. Ashley will be there. That's an exciting thing. Ashley will be there, so you get to meet a lot of us on the network. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds of it, yes. Mm -hmm. So, if you're coming to the show, please stop by the Limitless Broadcasting booth. Mm -hmm. We're always excited to see you. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll see you guys at the show. Bye. Bye. All it takes is faith and trust. Oh, and something I forgot. Dust. Just a little bit of pixie dust. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Sammy. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Shall we begin? It's time to get things started on the most sensational, inspirational, celebrational, motivational show. Welcome, Pixie Dusters. We're your favorite hosts. I'm Sammy. And I'm Ashley. Welcome to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast produced by Limitless Broadcasting. Don't forget to go to LimitlessBroadcasting.com after the show and check it out. Yes. Mm-hmm. What are we doing today? I mean, we're in our Marvel March, but who are we, we talking are. about today? So today is the ultimate showdown. The one that sparked Civil War. We have <laughs> Steve versus Tony, aka Captain America versus Iron Man. Yes. In today's episode. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. Mm-hmm. And we shall get into all of that because they have a very interesting friendship. It More depends like frenemies. On the, it really depends on the day. Yeah. I couldn't call this frenemies though because I have that upcoming for <laughs> Thor and Loki. So. <laughs> Because they yeah, are the that like, makes more sense. Yeah. When I was thinking about it, I was like, yeah, Captain America and Iron Man kind of have that. But I was just like, Thor and Loki, whew, that is a frenemy relationship if I've ever but seen. They're one. also siblings. So that actually makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of adds to it. So, all right. Let's, so let's dive in. So Who are we talking about first? We're going to talk about Ashley's favorite, which is Captain America. We'll start with his bio <laughs> slash background <laughs> to begin, which only makes sense because he's older. So I figured, you know, we should start with him. You don't look older. <laughs> he does not because of all the truly weird stuff that goes on in Marvel movies. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So Captain America, he is also known in reality and not by everybody on the planet. His actual name is Captain Steve Grant, aka Steve Rogers. He's a World War II veteran. What? 
that makes him super old. He's a founding member of the Avengers and he is Earth's first known superhero. That gives him a lot of props right there, being the first known superhero. That's pretty cool. Not everyone can say that, obviously, just him. So, yeah. All right. All right, Cap. So, Rogers grew up suffering from numerous health problems. Sad. Yeah, I was waiting on the sad face. And upon America's entry into World War II, he was rejected, of course, from serving in the United States Army despite several attempts to enlist, which I always felt bad because he really, really wanted to participate, but he just, Mm -hmm. there was no way he was going to be able to. Mm -mm. No. So he ended up volunteering for Project Rebirth, where he was the only recipient of the Super Soldier Serum. Say that 10 times fast. Oh my gosh. Super, super soldier, soldier Serum. Super Soldier Serum. Super Soldier This serum was developed by Abraham Erskine under the Strategic Scientific Reserve. This is going to get me tongue tied by the end of all of this. Can I just Jesus. say that name just sounds like a Hydra? It sounds super sketch, right? Abraham Erskine. It sounds super sketch. Yeah, I agree with you. So the serum greatly enhanced Roger's physical abilities to superhuman Mm. levels, as we know, having seen him in multiple movies at this point in time. So after Erskine was assassinated, and then Rogers was doubted by the SSR head director, Chester Phillips, he was relegated to performing in war bond campaigns, aka doing nothing because he just basically posed as a patriotic mascot under the moniker of Captain America. Which, like, seriously. That is a waste. A waste. Like, he's got this super strength, all this stuff going for him, and you're just like, yeah, we don't trust you, and so here you go. You're just going to be, like, a, almost like a joke. I mean, you know, he he riled up everybody, and, I mean, that was a good thing. So things he did were good, but still. I mean, seriously. Yeah. So in 1943, Rogers rejoined the SSR after single-handedly liberating Allied prisoners from a Hydra base, mm-hmm. after which he began began leading his team of howling commandos in many operations against Hydra. So in case you didn't pick up on it, when we actually meet Captain in our times, he has a long-held grudge against Hydra. So yes. that drives a lot of his actions. And his World War II exploits made Rogers a living legend, obviously. And during this time, he also formed a close relationship with SSR agent Peggy Peggy Carter, which we all know that story too. I would guess by now. Yes. The love story to end all love stories, eventually. So Rogers ultimately helped the Allies win the war and defeat Hydra's leader, Red Skull, but... Unfortunately for him, he crashed into the Arctic during his final mission to stop a plane carrying bombs that were bound for the U.S. And he spent 66 years unconscious and frozen in ice. And he basically was in a state of suspended animation. So he did not age. Nothing happened to him. He just was there. And eventually he was found by S.H.I.E.L.D. in the early 21st century, which could you imagine? I mean, they showed it in the movie, but I just feel like I would be so traumatized. You know, you think it's one way and the world is so different now than it was back in World War II. I mean, oh my gosh, so different. Yeah, he he's pretty well adjusted. I mean, I have to say for having lived through that. Yeah, 
Well, and I, I think there was a lot more time in between him waking up and the Avenger, like the first Avengers movie Mm -hmm. happening Mm -hmm. for him to adjust to that. Mm -hmm. Because you got to get used to a lot of stuff here. Yeah. All right. So now we'll move on to Iron Man. Which is, you know, as we said, frenemies with Cap, so. Anthony Edward Tony Stark was a billionaire industrialist. So here's another one like Hawkeye. He was not a superhero in the sense of the other superheroes. He was just a billionaire who was bored, essentially. So he's a founding member of the Avengers and former CEO of Stark Industries, which we kind of talked about last episode a little bit. He's brash, but brilliant. And he was a self-described genius, billionaire, playboy, and philanthropist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think some of the... Uh, you take off the mask. What is there? The, f- the first part, the billionaire and the playboy was his main kind of descriptors at the beginning of all of this. Seemed to be yeah. His, uh, main focus in life. With his great wealth and exponential technical knowledge, Stark was one of the world's most powerful men following the deaths of his parents, and he enjoyed the playboy lifestyle, as I just alluded to, for many years until he was kidnapped by the Ten Rings in Afghanistan while demonstrating a fleet of Jericho missiles. This is another key thing that I did not like at the beginning, and this ties back into Wanda. These missiles, these war weapons, all of this nonsense. He started all of this. Like, Mm -hmm. I remember sitting in the theater for the first Iron Man. Like, Iron Man started Mm -hmm. this whole thing. He did. Mm -hmm. And it's this dumb missiles. Mm -hmm. He did. Mm -hmm. So with his life on the line, Stark created an armored suit, which he used to escape his captors. And AKA, that became obviously Iron Man. So upon returning home, he utilized several more armors to use against terrorists, as well as Obadiah Stane, who turned against Stark. And following his fight against Stain, he publicly publicly revealed himself to be Iron Man, even though he was not supposed to, because that's what Tony does. Does he, he don't care? Does what he wants. So fresh off of defeating enemies all over the world, he found himself dying due to his own arc reactor poisoning his body. So if you remember, everybody, he's got that big, nice reactor in where his heart should be, keeping him alive. So he was challenged by Ivan Vanko, who attempted to destroy his legacy. And guess who came a calling to help him out and save him? You guessed it. It was S.H.I.E.L.D. So after the Stark Expo incident, Stark reluctantly agreed to serve as a consultant for S.H.I.E.L.D., where he used his position to upgrade their technology and began his relationship with Pepper Potts, which is probably one of the smarter things he did. Second movie? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because at the end of the first one is when he's like, I am Iron Man. And then you're like, why did you do that, bro? Because he's an idiot and he wants the attention and he wants <sighs> the fame. He does like attention. He's but, literally um, the only one who actually reveals himself in in both in Marvel and DC. He is the only one to really reveal himself. That's true. Yeah. Batman doesn't even do that. And they're like, it's kind of like Batman and Iron Man are kind of like the, the parallels. Because they other. have the same sort of, yeah, mm, billionaires. Yeah. Lost the parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all yeah. this money all and the they're things. able to do all this stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I get you. All right. So first appearances, Tony Stark, as you just said, his first appearance was in Iron Man, the movie, which kicked off, like Ashley just said, 
the entire franchise essentially. We restarted everything because we had had, you know, here and there, there's superhero movies and whatnot coming out. DC was a little bit more, I would say, ahead of the game with stuff. Yeah. But there was some Hulk movies, but they just. That's what I was going to say. The, it's really, it's not the same. So Iron Man hit the scene and it was like the rebirth of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like this yeah. really was it. So that's pretty cool. And then Steve Rogers made his first appearance, obviously, in his own movie, Captain America, the first Avenger. What? Getting his credit right there. Right there in the yep. title. First Avenger. Their last appearance, both of them were in Avengers Endgame and had the same fate, basically. I mean, basically in that they both are dead, but different, very different experiences to get there. So, yeah, (laughs) but they have essentially ended their, well, this is Marvel, so who, who really knows, but based on that. I'm pretty sure they're done. Based on this, I am assuming they will not appear any longer as as those characters now the iron man versions captain america version you know like that's a whole nother thing but as those two characters that was kind of it yeah like yeah steve rogers and and tony stark Stark are are no longer whoever Mm -hmm. picks up their mantle that'll be a whole nother the character Mm -hmm. which i never did watch the winter soldier and falcon the falcon and Winter soldier you didn't watch that no because Mm -hmm. it came out really close to when i was still kind of so (laughs) end game i don't know if i told you this i had a anxiety attack in end game like i i was in the theaters Mm -hmm. i'm not lying i lost my breath like i had to leave Mm -hmm. so actually that's kind of when my marvel kind of stopped is Mm -hmm. when i had that panic or that anxiety attack Mm-hmm. And I will only watch certain things that doesn't. That's why I haven't watched Black Widow because Black Widow's death in Endgame kind mm-hmm. of destroyed me, mm-hmm. and like certain other Sucks. things. So Ugh. it just, yeah. So when anything that comes with like Captain America, mm-hmm. I just uh, I can watch the Avengers. I've I've watched the Avenger, the three Avenger movies, mm-hmm. and I've done like Hawkeye. I've slowly started watching everything again, but mm-hmm. like for a while there was like a year I couldn't watch Marvel or I thought I was gonna have an attack. Mm-hmm. and it was more of my personal stuff but it came up in yeah in the movie Marvel the movie Universe. is like really traumatic i was extremely traumatized in the endgame movie like beyond traumatized like with all the people all the deaths and everything going on yeah like the last two avengers movies it was just like a lot man i mean between you had the blip and then they fixed the blip but they had to fix the blip at what cost i mean like oh my yep God. yeah yeah all right so allies tony as far as these are going to be again like really his closest kind of allies not necessarily everyone that he would fight with i would say pepper obviously is a big one mm-hmm. happy hogan because he's he's just always there <laughs> for tony no matter what nonsense is going on obviously james rose was established very early on as his best friend nick I would say Nick pretty much Nick Fury is a big ally of his only because he did have to really work with him to kind of get where he ended up as Iron Man. So Nick was kind of like, uh, I don't know. And then Peter Parker, which 
that's his son it's adorable i have to say it's just adorable but a lot of that goes back to the way peter is so which we'll be yeah. talking about him no worries yeah and mm-hmm. we're talking about tom holland peter we're not talking yeah. about the other two yeah we want to be clear we're on the current yeah the current yeah yeah timeline within this universe not yes. the, the that's yeah this universe the ones before yes all right and then steve's ally sam wilson that's obviously he's very key he gives him the shield so i would say he's kind of an important part of his life peggy carter obviously as we mm-hmm. kind of said that's our relationship bucky barnes uh, that's like his oldest friend <laughs> Uh, literally it's like you and i we would do anything for each other even if one of us might be a psychopath exactly yeah <laughs> gotta love that and then i put natasha romanoff because i do feel like they had a very strong bond together yeah. and again nick fury he i mean he kind of took him under his wing and the very beginning so again this yeah. is kind of like eh, you know eh, but i'll throw him in there yeah now we've come to the real question, which is, but we know the y'all answer. know what team I'm on. <laughs> Are you team Cap or team Iron Man? I am team Cap. I have always been team Cap. It will always be mm-hmm. team Cap. Mm-hmm. 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 What are you, Sammy? I wonder. Um, <laughs> yeah, we gotta go team Iron Man over here. And if I didn't say team Iron Man, I might be served with divorce papers. So. <laughs> Yeah, we are we are team it's Iron that Man. That hard over there. <laughs> we are very much team Iron Man. Now, granted, Robbie likes all of the characters. Yeah, really. But his favorite, he really, really enjoys Tony Stark. So, and he's got a big thing for Spider Man too, though Peter Parker. But I don't see how you couldn't. And I'm really excited actually to talk about him next week when we get into Spider Man, just because I love Tom Holland's um, portrayal of he's him. He's a adorable yeah, he's mm-hmm. absolutely adorable mm-hmm. yeah but not there yet so you share if you want to focus on captain america feel free to and then i can focus on tony but yeah feel free to share how you're feeling okay i mean it's hard it's hard not to be team cap when so i was a chris evans fan before he became Captain America. Mm-hmm. So when he became Captain America, it's like it's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. He's my celebrity. He's like one of my celebrity crushes. Mm-hmm. How can I not be Team Cap? Mm-hmm. But also, I think just because for me, I do not like the persona of the Playboy, mm-hmm. their Lampras, whatever mm-hmm. genius thing. That's never been a character that I like. Mm-hmm. I've always been the one who loves the wholesome character who who is loyal and strong and, and just that's always what I've been mm-hmm. attracted to when it comes to just any sort of fictional character. Mm-hmm. Because the the and I know Tony changes over time and he goes through this whole like yeah. arc and whatnot. But like first time Tony Stark, when you see him in Iron Man, I just want to punch him in the face because he makes me angry whereas Steve Rogers he's like he's so patriotic he's so and not just patriotic in the sense of of like America but he just he wants 
he wants to save people, he wants to help people. And that's part of my personality. I am someone who I, I'm gonna fight for who I love and, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna put them first before me, even sometimes when I do it a little bit too much. But I think that's why I'm so attracted to, mm -hmm. to just that character in general. And then, I mean, come on, people. Did you see him without his shirt off in the first Avenger or Captain America, Captain America movie? Oh, yes. I mean, he is very attractive. It's <sighs> very attractive. And just there's there's something about like that leader who he can step up and 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 do the he he wants to do the right thing and mm -hmm. he wants to follow orders. Yeah. But you saw in Avengers, the first Avengers, like. That's where him and Tony were going head to head, where it's like, Tony's like, I want to know their secrets. Like a, a spy company that doesn't like secrets, like, or doesn't want to share secrets. They have this tit and tat, tit for tat. Mm -hmm. And and even Rogers, like at that point, he's like, ah, uh, you're not doing it fast enough. I, I, I'm loyal and I want to follow orders, but I also want to do what's right sort of deal. Mm -hmm. So. I think that's what attracts me to that character so much and mm -hmm. why in that. Because in Civil War, let's just bring up Civil War. We're just going to bring it up. Now, nah, right. The reason I chose Team Cap is because of his moral high ground. Like, I don't like that Tony wanted to just, just go with what the government wanted to do, mm -hmm. wanted to just kind of... I felt like he became a wounded puppy dog mm -hmm. who said, I'm not going to stand up for what we're trying to do here and save everyone. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to go along with it. Whereas Cap's like, we're trying to, we are against a whole different enemy that mm -hmm. no one else knows how to deal with, but us. Mm -hmm. And sadly, yes, casualties are going to be a thing. Casualties are in war all the time. Mm -hmm. And I, I never, I, I don't support us like, I don't support casualties. I don't think that we, I don't like war, but in the fictional sense of this movie, mm -hmm. Cap, in my mind, is in the right because he, because the government, and it doesn't matter if it's American government or whatever mm -hmm. government, is wanting to use them for their own gain. Whereas in when they are the Avengers by themselves, they can make that decision themselves. of what is right and what is wrong. Mm -hmm. And when Tony, just kind of went into a hole and said, sure, whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm like, who are you? That's not, that's no, mm -hmm. that's, that's not you. Mm -hmm. And that's why I just don't get why. And it's not, I guess it's not even a, for that movie, it's not really a tense of, are you team Cap or are you team Iron Man? Mm -hmm. It's more of, are you team, let someone tell you what to do and take over your life? Mm -hmm. Or are you team, make your own decisions and fight mm -hmm. yes they're vigilantes yes blah 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 in the real world that would never work right but you're in a fictional world where you're battling magic and aliens mm -hmm. and all these things that the normal government doesn't know so what the heck people i love it, I love it. i'm gonna stop ranting yes too great <laughs> but on another note <laughs> with cat mm -hmm. end game i did see i did find i I walked out of the theater, but I came back in for the last like 10 minutes or so. Okay. So I got to see what happened with Cap. Like, I know what happens. Mm -hmm. I, I know what happened with Cap. And I, and that's, I started crying. I mean, I'm probably in another panic attack when I saw it. Because mm -hmm. I understand his ending. I understand that yeah. he had a chance to go back. You know, see, he had a chance to stay with Peggy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be honest. I am not a fan of Peggy. 
I've never been a fan of Peggy. That's okay. You can have your opinion. I can have my opinion. I don't, I don't swing one way or the other really with Peggy other than if it makes him happy, then okay, cool. I mean, if it makes him happy, fine, but I just, I think it's because in my, like watching the first event, like watching Captain America first Avenger, Mm -hmm. like, I feel like the only reason she fell for him is after the serum. Yeah, I get you. Whereas like in my mind, I'm like, that's not, I guess in my mind, that's not how love should work. Like it should have been before. It should have, like in my mind, I'm like with him, I'm like, it should have been before because it's his personality. It's his, it's his will. It's his drive. It shouldn't have been because he was a skit, like, because all of a sudden he has muscles. Mm -hmm. Like that's not in my mind why you should have finally given him a chance Mm -hmm. or actually listened to him. So I'm just, I guess it's just, it, I think that's why, because mm-hmm. I don't like how they brought that love story out. I get you. That makes sense. And it means Captain America is no longer, my Captain America, not the new Captain America, whoever it is, is no longer in the show. Mm-hmm. So it makes me sad. Yep. Because he made his decision. Which, okay. They showed him old at the end. How did he turn old? Like he's okay. not supposed to be able to turn old. I, um, he must've done something. Maybe when he went back in time. Then he was able to come up with a way to, I don't know. You know what? I have no idea. Like he shouldn't have aged. Now, That's what this is going to make my I head mean, hurt. I don't know. <laughs> this is where the plot hole thing comes in where I'm just like, okay, every movie has them, but that's one of the plot holes that I'm like, how did you turn old? It, it was probably, you, just, you, there's probably some explanation somewhere in one of the 10,000 Marvel things that are out there. And we just probably in a comic book overlooked it. Yeah. You're just supposed to know. I don't know. Yeah. I do love though that was it was an end game that yeah, it was end game that he was able to fight with Thor's hammer. He's like, I Thor's like, I knew it. <laughs> I think that was my favorite part was the way that Thor was just like, I knew it. Like, oh man, that really had me cracking up. So great. Cause I was watching Age of Ultron, like I think it was last month mm-hmm. when we decided we were gonna do Marvel. Mm-hmm. And I was watching Age of Ultron and when he it moves slightly, I'm like, he's faking it. Yeah, you like, know. We know now. You know. Like we know now he is faking it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know, oh no. God. I mean, come on. If anyone else is going to be worthy of the hammer, it's going to be Cap. Of course it is. He is a good, wholesome person. Exactly. So it makes sense. And I, just, I do love like when he does finally start using bad word, like cuss words. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like language. Exactly. They're just like, can you believe it's coming out of Steve's mouth? Like, come on. Do you, do you get, what did, what is just Tony and him go back when they go back and forth about yes. that stuff before mm-hmm. they become frenemies. It's like, oh, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is pretty entertaining. Yeah. Oh, good gracious. Oh, I did. The one thing about civil war, the other thing about civil war, mm-hmm. not just like why they're fighting on which sides, mm-hmm. but when the whole Bucky thing, and him fighting for Bucky. And then, of course, when Tony finds out Bucky's the reason his parents are gone. Mm-hmm. I do feel for Tony there. Yeah. I, I would probably be the same way. Mm-hmm. But Tony, the one thing that I wish he could get through his head, and I know in the moment it would probably be hard, but the one thing I wish he could get through his head is that it wasn't 
Bucky no. did it. Like he's literally, they have him manipulated. They've used mm-hmm. mind tricks. Like it's not like he made that choice to kill them. Yeah, he didn't have he a choice. Be- yeah. Yeah. And because Tony can't wrap his head around that, mm-hmm. is why we have so many problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a fair point. Yeah. Yep. So why do you love Iron Man? We're going to have so much. <laughs> back and forth about this oh boy so first of all obviously i love both of them we've established this they both have great dynamic different leadership styles i love it when they're interacting together even if they're fighting i think it's great and then as we said tony grows over the series he does change so i appreciate that he developed as a character all of them develop in different ways you know for captain america maybe it's becoming a little bit more loose, you know, not as uptight. That's a good yeah. thing, whereas Tony kind of does the opposite, becoming, going from this, like, too carefree and too just full of nonsense. Keep trying to, all these words pop up in my head that are not. He goes <laughs> from, he goes from selfish. Yes, to, to caring about selfless. others. Yes, there we go. That's a good way to describe it. Because the word that I was I got thinking. you. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> so. so, with the whole Team Cap versus Team Iron Man. First of all, it really annoys me that we even had to do this entire thing. The Avengers should have never been split up. They should have figured out a compromise, but you have two stubborn, well, they're all in their own way, stubborn and self-involved and, you know, it just comes with the territory, I think, of being a superhero. But in particular, to be honest with you, you got Cap and you've got Tony and they're both going to be stubborn and they're both going to drive into what they think is right and that's ultimately where we ended up. And none of the other Avengers really wanted to have to pick, I mean, at the end of the day, but that's where we landed was you got to pick a side. So So to play devil's advocate, while I agree with everything you said and everything that Captain America stands for, if you look at it from where Tony came from, they just had this whole nonsense with Ultron, right? Which Tony created. That was his fault. He shouldn't have never done that, that big big mistake on his part and he knows this he knows what he did he knows and this is when we're starting to see his character change up. so he knows what he did was bad so in his mind it's like is the government taking over and being in charge a good thing no but look what he did so maybe he needs to have somebody kind of reeling him back in now that should have been shield in my opinion that should have been the other Avengers. They tried! Yes, but in Tony's mind, I think what he was thinking was he just needed like bigger consequences or something, more regulation for himself. But at the end, he realized that was a bunch of crap. <laughs> and it was not going to work. And then, you know, yay, we're all friends again. So at the end. But yeah. yeah. And then the whole thing with Bucky, I agree with you. Acknowledging that it wasn't Bucky, he had no control over what he was doing. It was not his fault at the end of the day. I mean, he did it, but he didn't do it. But I think it's so hard in that moment, even though you know, you know, it wasn't him, you know, but he's physically in front of you and he physically did it. And you know that if he hadn't done it, your parents would not have perished. You know, that's got to be a big burden to try and just wrap your head around, whether you know in your heart or not. So again, like you said, you kind of feel for Tony because it's got to be a really hard pill to swallow and to to comprehend and just process 
at the end of the day, yeah. because no matter how many times you look at Bucky, you're still always going to see that, even though, you know, you know, at the end of the day. And again, yeah, Tony has to true. internalize and live with himself and what he did with Ultron, all of the destruction, everything that happened, that that was his fault. And he has to internalize that and deal with that, too, at the end of the day. So he has to live with that. That's another mm -hmm. thing. But yeah, at the beginning, he was a jerk. <laughs> he, he really did kind of suck. Yeah. But again, when you he didn't grow up in the best environment, obviously, whatever was going on with his dad when he was growing up, it doesn't seem like the best relationship necessarily. And then yeah. losing your parents, I think that just makes you spiral. Having, I think part of this, maybe this is why Robbie likes him too. Having known somebody who dealt with losing their parents, he lost his parents at a young age. It does yeah. kind of really inhibit some of your growth and how you respond to things and how you feel about things and can make you act out in ways that you don't even understand. So I think that's where I get a little bit of my like Tony love for yeah. is the that story. Sense that he grew from. So I think that's a little bit mm -hmm. where I, I get that from. But I do like his development over time. And Pepper was a really good relationship for him because she basically would call him out on his nonsense, put him in his yeah. place, keep him in line. And once they really started to grow together. So I really appreciate that. The uh, the end game. <laughs> so like Robbie loves Tony. So I don't know why he insists on like rewatching that scene and talking about it because it's so sad when he sits there, but he saves the world at his last act. He does save everybody. And that I think is awesome that that's the way he got to go out. Mm -hmm. And in Cap's case, he had already saved so much of the world. That's all he did, right? That was his entire life. Yeah. So for him, I was glad the way his and his story ended, even though you weren't sure about Peggy, but he loved Peggy and that's who he wanted to yes. do with, right? So going from that perspective, the fact that he got to end it living his quiet life and just going out peacefully with Peggy, I think was the best thing for yeah. him because he gave up so much of his life saving everybody. And for Tony, he had done so many mistakes and done so many things that he probably was struggling to live with that at the end when he was able to save everybody i think that was just beautiful the way that they they ended mm -hmm. everything you know and that well and it's like it's like kind of i mean i don't know if they knew where they were going with this they might have who knows yeah i have no but, idea i mean in the first avengers movie cap cap drills him he's like are you who's going to be the one are you going to be the one who bombs ticking and you're gonna cover it up and i don't remember what he said mm -hmm. pretty much say, are you gonna put your life on the line mm -hmm. to to save everyone mm -hmm. and and in that moment tony before we see his change is like i think i'll just cut the wire mm -hmm. it's like no you can't that's not a choice no not in this sometimes case. you have to mm -hmm. and for a moment we think that tony is gonna die mm -hmm. saving everyone mm -hmm but he doesn't so he comes back mm -hmm. and it's like almost that foreshadow of like oh this is where the character's going mm -hmm. we just don't know exactly when it's gonna when happen when it's gonna happen yeah and yeah that i think tony saving because everyone i remember during when endgame was coming up everyone i mean everyone thought it was going to be captain marvel mm -hmm. who saves us all mm -hmm. like a woman is gonna save mm -hmm. all of this and marvel's like yeah no no, we're good. It's Tony. We have Tony's going to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we 
we have a different plan already lined up for for how this is going to go down. I think it's it's I feel like it almost makes it worse during that final scene with Tony too when he they come up with the plan and the fact that Doctor Strange is the only other one who really knows what's about to happen and knows what's going on. But the way they communicate is just like, I don't know. It's it just gives me chills just thinking about the way that Tony just looks at him and he's just like, is that you know, like this is the only way, right? And out of however I can't remember how many combinations of different thousands. It's I think it's even millions, maybe of I, it was it was like scenarios. A huge yeah, that that Dr. Strange has seen and he's just like looks at him and he's like, This this is it. So you gotta make this that choice. It. And that's all on Tony. And Tony's just yeah. like, all right, let's do it. You know, this this is the way it is. I got it. And this is the way it has to be. But just, I can't imagine in that moment, even being Dr. Strange and just, you're the only one who knows what's about to happen. And you confirmed that it has to happen. You know, that is it. You're the only one. And we'll talk way more about Dr. Strange because there's so much that goes on with him. When, but. And he kind of, he kind of alluded it, like watching, if I would go back and watch Infinity War, yeah. mm-hmm. he, I mean, he alludes it before he goes off into the blip. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, this, this is the only way, like this has to happen. Mm-hmm. It's like, what do you mean this has to happen? Mm-hmm. What do you see? What do you know? Exactly. And then he disappears and you're like, no! Yes. <laughs> but he, he knew what was coming. So I guess that's why he had his, he was fine with being part of the blip because he knew he'd be back soon. So yeah, they would come back and figure that out. But that was really clever too. In that entire movie, the way they were just like, okay, we're going to go and just like go to different parts in time and basically pick these people out. But then that was bizarre yeah. too, trying to remember like what year everybody was from and who they knew and who they didn't know and what experiences they had had. That was, that's the beginning of the multiverse nonsense. Like, yeah, Ugh. making my head hurt a little bit, but anyway, so yeah. And at the end, knowing that Tony had a kid, that just made it worse, Marvel. Yeah. Thank you so much for that because that was terrible to live through yep. after the whole thing. And so one of our things now we like to do, I mean, Robbie, is the I love you 3000 because it's just Aww. so special and so cute. That's what I got for Valentine's Day. It's Iron Man card and it says, I love you 3000. And but to end it more on a happy note, let's go back to Peter Parker. So, <laughs> oh my goodness, the entire relationship no, is hilarious. And I called it symbiotic because like you said, yes. Peter Parker is basically like the son Tony didn't have. And yep. what does Peter need? He really needs a dad figure in his life, right? Yep. So there's Tony, which makes the whole death it really sucks for Peter because I know that was so important to him, but Tony gave him so many things and so many lessons. And it's a good thing that he met him when he did, because early Tony would not have developed Peter like he should have. (laughs) So at the end of the day, Peter got all the good parts of Tony. And I think that's really important. And that's what he will live on with throughout, you know, however long he continues to be Spider-Man. So yeah, I yeah. but I love their relationship when they're on screen together. It's just so silly and just oh my gosh, it's adorable. That's the only word I can really think of for it. It's, it's adorable. It is. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it's. Is it in the Spider-Man movie or in an Avenger movie? It had to be a Spider-Man movie where he's like, "You're not even here." 
And then Tony walks out. Yes, I think like, that was yes, Spider Man. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Peter. Peter, Peter, Peter. Because he cares. Because, and, and I think bringing Peter into Tony's world really shows us how developed his character really is. Yes. Like you said, exactly. early Tony would not do well with him. Mm-mm. But you see that he wants he sees the potential in Peter. Mm-hmm. He sees that he could be a great asset. He mm-hmm. sees that he has so much going for him. And he sees that if he doesn't help him, he's going to do something stupid. Yep. So he, yeah. he takes him under his wing and it's just a beautiful kind of father son mm-hmm. thing. Cause just thinking like, it's so, it's so hard to see that parallel of like, mm-hmm. Oh, I remember when Peter Parker is going into the blip and he's like, I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. And it's like, your heart is just breaking for Tony and breaking oh, for Peter. So and then you got the flip in end game where he's now like, it's, it's, he's back and he loses Tony, but sadly mm-hmm. we don't have a blip to bring no. Tony back. Yeah. And the beginning too, after the whole blip thing, so depressing like Tony's not doing well and everybody's just like they don't know what to do with themselves these people just disappear Hawkeye's pretty much become like this weird villain because and it's so interesting to me just that movie in general because there's sadness and anger and just what they do with it you know what do they become when they've got these emotions now they don't know what to do with it and nope. I feel like almost a death is easier to comprehend than that blip was because it just seems yeah. like they handle the deaths of these characters a lot better than they did when everyone just disappeared in the blip, honestly. Well, and because the death is just, it's more final. They're there. Mm-hmm. You have, you can cremate, you can you get can your bury, closure. You, can, you get your closure. Mm-hmm. Literally, they just disappear. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a death it's just they're gone mm-hmm. from existence i mean yeah that would be difficult yeah i can imagine so yeah and obviously we'll talk more about hawkeye and his response to it but i mean i can understand like you just you don't know what to do with yourself hawkeye lost like everybody everyone i mean he had natasha but it just wasn't she wasn't there wasn't natasha was there because she was part of no she was she was there but she wasn't like yeah there yeah exactly it's from yeah like just there was nothing to be done so i guess he just there was so much anger inside of him and that's what he did with it you know because i mean his his wife and his kids Mm -hmm. everyone in his family just yeah and that's his whole reason for me exactly oh my gosh we're getting into hawkeye we can't do this yeah we will get into another (laughs) i expected this though all of these episodes will slightly bleed into each other because they all tie in together yeah at the end of the day they really you know what i mean so yeah they all they all will come together at some point but they will Mm -hmm. oh marvel Mm -hmm. just so much going on this is why I had to choose. I had to choose between Star Wars and Marvel. And I'm sorry, Marvel fans, I chose Star Wars. <laughs> I can't do Marvel much anymore. I got to Endgame. I'm doing a couple things here and there, but I am not as committed as I was when it first went out. It's just, it's a lot to digest. I, it's, I'm done. Oh, well, they, we got the Eternals movie. I haven't even watched Eternals yet. It's a, I, and I Eternals is Black Widow. Eternals I is its own separate thing. Like, I feel like, no offense 
but I like you could skip the Eternals. It's fine. I personally would recommend watching Black Widow, even though you're sad about the whole Natasha thing. But I just to see the relationship of her and Yelena build up and you've seen her now in Hawkeye. But I just I love seeing them together because you get to see what Yelena went through and her pain, too, as being a a widow and then missing her sister and all of that, too. Yeah. Yeah. And and I will eventually watch it. It's just and I think most more of my thing is like it was seeing because knowing how close Hawkeye and Widow were Mm -hmm. and seeing them fight over who was going to die. Oh, my gosh. That was a terrible scene. I was bawling. Oh, it was so awful. Bawling. Because I didn't want either of them Mm-mm. to die. No. Because Hawkeye is my absolute favorite. Mm-hmm. I love him over everyone else. And Widow is like that really close second mm-hmm. where I'm just like, I love both of them. Mm-hmm. And now you took Widow from us. And now I just don't know if I can watch it. I'm just, it's just. <laughs> there are a lot of other characters I could think of. I would have been like, that's fine. <laughs> you can go. <laughs> Mostly the Guardians of the Galaxy characters. Oh, it's so bad. I was thinking them too. <laughs> except for except for Groot and Rocket. I like Groot and Rocket. Well, Groot and Rocket I go together. And yeah, they go together. But, so. I mean, I was sad when Gamora, like, was... Thanos killing Gamora. I mean, was, that was like, sad because of their horrific. Re- and their relationship together but yeah it wasn't that it just yeah like i actually so the guardians of the galaxy ride is open in not the one in 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 florida but the one in california is open mm-hmm. and i'm seeing so many horrible reviews for that ride really yeah Uh-oh. it's not the same ride that we're getting yeah it's i like thought a it's- slower ride but yeah I saw like a couple horrible reviews. I'm like, oh, that's not good. Mm. Well, we'll see how this roller coaster turns out when it makes its appearance at some point in time. It seems like they're getting closer now at Epcot, but I don't know. It seems like we're in like the 800th year of them building this. So I don't know. Well, we're in the 800th year of them building the Tron coaster too. It's taken forever. For those stuff. it's taking so long for them to do everything right now mm-hmm. it really is it's it's quite ridiculous mm-hmm. apparently they're bored though there was an article about them doing races on the tron by the tron coaster really? did you see that article no, that's funny i did not see that <gasps> did you see the poster for jim and Dale rescue rangers i did i did I did, I did, I did, I did. So I need a trailer. We shall see. I need a trailer. There was something else that came out. There was something else I was super excited about. Oh, oh, oh. So they came out with a timeline of where Obi-Wan is going to be because it comes out in May. May 25th. I'm super excited for, Mm -hmm. which means I'll be able to at least watch the first episode before we talk about it Mm -hmm. in our series. But they came out with the timeline and I'm not happy about it. Oh, really? It's happening. So it's happening 10 years after he puts Luke and Leia in the places and all the things. Oh. When this is starting. Oh. So Luke and Leia are 10 when this is happening yeah and apparently 
there is a showdown between Darth and Obi-Wan. So apparently they're going to have a showdown when the kids are 10. And then they're going to have their next showdown nine years later. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's not a big time span. According to what they say in the first movie. Mm. My fears (laughs) are coming to life. Who's doing Obi-Wan? Who's in charge of this? Same director who did some of the, did the Mandalorian episodes of the Book of Boba Fett. Okay. And who did Mandalorian. But whoever wrote it, I, I have no clue. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know how it's going to work. We'll see. I'm annoyed, but you know, it is what it is. Hmm. Oh, and Pixie Duster's mask mandate. That was the other thing. Oh, they updated that. You're mask right. Mask updated. There's a mask update. I mean, it's been happening for a while. You're just hearing about it now because it's March. But as of February 17th, if you are vaccinated, which I have no clue how they're going to figure out if you're vaccinated or not, do you have to carry your vaccination card? I haven't I seen anything know. about that. So I don't know. If you are vaccinated, you do not have to wear your mask inside anymore. Mm-hmm. Which, again, I don't know how they're going to regulate that, but have fun with it. Mm. Yeah. I got to get my booster soon. I haven't even gotten my booster yet. March. I'm doing March. Well, you just had COVID, so you kind of are immune for a little bit. Mm. I did. My immunity is ending. Mm-hmm. At some point, I'll go get my booster, though. Get that set up. Yeah, I need to. I need to get my booster in March. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't think we have anything else. No, nah, I think we're, we're done. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Pixie Dusters, thank you so much for joining us. Go to our Instagram page and go to our story because more than likely there is a poll to see who is Team Cap and who is Team Iron Man. Yep. We want to know where you are. Mm-hmm. We want to. Yes. I will. I would love to talk to the team cat people. She would probably love to talk to the team Iron Man people, but yeah. So go to Instagram, check it out. Go to TikTok, check out our craziness and, and fun. Yeah. Go to our website. Mm-hmm. Check out other podcasts, yeah. check out our Patreon account. Donations are appreciated. Please. And thank yeah. you. Hit us up if any you want to talk to the- us on Hulu. Yeah. I do not have any updates right now because as you know, everybody was sick recently. Oh yes, that's right. Yes. And then he's busy doing some other projects. So I'm not sure exactly what's going on with the Hulu thing right now, but we all got behind. Thank you. COVID and the stomach flu. So it happens. (sighs) Yeah. We'll see you next week. What are we talking about next week? Next week should be, I believe, Spider-Man and Dr. Strange. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Shooting the spider. Wish webs. I could shoot webs. That would be an interesting power to have. Camera. <laughs> I would rather be a wizard, though, personally. So, well, that's what we should do. Which power would we actually want out of all of them? Yeah, we should do that at the end of the day. We'll talk about that at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Bye, Pixie Duster. See you next week. Thanks for listening to the Pixie Dust Twins, Sammy and Ashley. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the Limitless Podcast Network's own channel, Instagram, and all things social media. And we'll see you all real soon.